Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome along to our continuing coverage from WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. The team is all on hand. We're into the afternoon session just after 10 o'clock in the UK, 11 o'clock at Central European time, and here just after 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a picture-perfect day. Uh, Whilst our international listeners have been away, we've been royally entertained by... A C17 Globaster 3 doing circuits and bumps, touching goes. Uh, watching that for uh, a little while whilst we had uh, some of the IMSA partner series out on the track. But now we come to the second round of practice sessions for the major championships. And first up, it's the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Free practice two, and it's live from Trackside here on IMSA Radio. The Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge on IMSA Radio. And let's head straight down to our Continental Tire pit lane reporter, Shea Adam, who will start our coverage of free practice two for the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge with Stephen Simpson. And we've got to keep it kind of short because you actually have to get to work, Stephen, but you have a lot of track time under your belt so far today. Conditions super slippery is what everyone's been saying. How is it in the TCR car versus in the prototype? You know, the the track is slippery, uh, but that's just Laguna Seca, and it's not going to get any better uh, between now and the end of the weekend. So, uh, you know, funnily enough, the characteristics in the TCR car compared to the prototype are actually very similar. So, um, yeah, we've we made a few changes here, and I'm going to go out and get in a couple laps and see if... Uh, see if those changes are an improvement and uh, see where we go. Well, we'll catch up with you afterwards then because I know you've got to get to work and I don't have any cricket scores for you yet, but we will fix that. Good luck. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, 197.7 at the end of the first day of the final test match. It's just words to share. It is really just words. England collapsing in the middle order for once after getting a decent start against India at the Oval uh, close of play some, what, four, four hours ago on that, Jeremy and I just shaking our heads earlier on. Uh, our concentration now very much on the circuit in front of us as the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge cars and teams and drivers have uh, three quarters of an hour, 45 minutes uh, for their second free practice session. Effectively, this is their last chance, Jeremy, to... Uh, do any longer runs. They do have a short session before qualifying, but that is really just to get a spanner check on the cars and make sure everything's okay before they go qualifying and try to understand the the track position. Um, I I expect to see some some long runs here and and people trying to get some fuel data, etc. in. Yeah, I think so. To get prepared for tomorrow's race, 
again, a lot of the drivers saying that the, the track is is super slippery out there. It was yesterday and again today. A little bit of a chat with Jeff Mosing during the lunch break, and he did not drive this morning. He uh, he let take the morning off. Eric Foss in the, instead drove the num took the driving duties number 56 car this morning, but Eric will be at the at the wheel this afternoon. The main reason for that was that at the end of yesterday's test day, he felt. His back was sort of twinges in his back, and he's had some back difficulties the last couple of years. So I let's take this morning off, went and saw a, uh, a chiropractor and had a really good workout again, this, I guess, this morning. So he's feeling really, really good now and raring to go for this afternoon. Well, that's, uh, that's good news. Pleased to hear that from, uh, from Jeff, one of the real characters in a paddock that's packed full of uh, real characters, one has to say. But uh, good to hear that the ever-effervescent Jeff Mosing is uh, ready to go for this afternoon. Couldn't have any better weather as far as this afternoon is concerned. Temperature rising uh, all the time. It was already in the mid-20s uh, Celsius when last we were talking to our international audience, at least as far as the, uh, the track temperature uh, was concerned. 71 degrees Fahrenheit in the air. Uh, so that is... Uh, 49, yeah, it's about 24, 23, 24 degrees Celsius. Uh, not too bad of a, an afternoon here. It's very pleasant. There's just a little bit of a breeze uh, running through WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca this afternoon, which is uh, keeping it very pleasant indeed. You mentioned, Jeremy, the uh, the track being slippery. Part of that, of course, is, is what surrounds the track, which is a very light loamy sandy soil that does get blown across here and i've noticed that between every session uh, the uh, track services vehicles and the sweepers have been out doing passes around the track at every possible opportunity yeah and there's been a lot of cars off the road uh, in each of the sessions too so far not perhaps not as many as we perhaps sometimes we see here at the extra turn four which is a, a prime location for cars running wide and dragging a lot of dust, dust and dirt back onto the racetrack but around the rest of the track I believe a lot of offs and uh, the track uh, towards the end of the session this morning for the Conti series was really very slippery indeed. We saw very few drivers improving towards the end. At IMSA Radio, if you'd like to get in touch with us, the 45-minute clock already counting down and you can hear the cars out on the circuit going past us here on the run between the fourth and fifth corners. Out early on, Guy Cosmo in the number four Mercedes, the AMG GT four car. And the Ted Giovannis Motorsport cars. Jeff Westfall in the Audi's just gone through. Joey Atterbury in the Ford as well. But they're just getting up to speed. Uh, as far as this morning's times went, we had a reasonable run at it this morning for... Uh, part of the session, Nate Stacey was one of the drivers who caused uh, a red flag. I think we had about half an hour of running uh, before we got interrupted, and then we had a couple of interruptions, much the same as the uh, the WeatherTech session, actually, as people were getting a little braver towards the end of the session, maybe. Yes. This morning, it was Chris Wilson in the number 99 automatic racing Aston Martin Vantage that set the fastest time at 133.123, and right towards the end, there were a couple of improvements. Spencer Pampelli got up to second place at 133.152. That was a very good lap at that yeah. time. Yeah, in the RS1 Porsche Cayman, mm. the, the car that won the championship last year. 
albeit not with Spencer driving, it was with his uh, current uh, co-driver Dylan McAvern and also Dylan Murcott last, it was last season. Trent Hinman, excuse me, third in the Volt Racing car number seven. That's a Ford Mustang GT4. That was another car that was off the road as well. That was at turn six. Alan Brynjolfsson driving that car. That brought out a short red flag too. It did. And then in the fourth position was number 69 Motorsports in Action McLaren. Jesse Lazare set the fourth fastest time, but uh, interestingly, Corey Fergus, uh, the uh, co-driver with Jesse Lazare, set the fifth fastest time. So that car looking good then going into the uh, the second session and also for the race weekend if both drivers are right up amongst the top five in the times set this morning. No other, The only other car that had two drivers in the top 15 overall was number 33 Windward Racing HTP Motorsport Mercedes, Russell Ward and Damien Faulkner within uh, a couple of hundredths of a second, actually with Russell fractionally the quicker of the two. Uh, and then right behind them, number 60, 76, Compass Racing McLaren. Nico Ronde and Matt Plum also separated by, well, less than t- two tenths of a second, and they were 15th and 16th on the overall chart. Yeah, the uh, second of the Windward Racing cars, we were struggling with that car. They had some transponder problems this morning. But I noticed that Bryce Ward is already showing as back in the pits or whatever was ailing that car as far as the transponder was concerned this morning. So we didn't have it on the live timing, having turned any laps at all. But clearly it had done. Shea certainly saw it going in and out and staying out. So the second free practice session, we're live from trackside at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Reminder that in a couple of weeks' time, I'll be back here for Ren Sport with some special programming for that celebration of everything Porsche. Really looking forward to that. And then some very special programming the week between Ren Sport and the start of Motul Petit Le Mans week. Tell you more about that as we get closer to it. But it involves quite a bit of driving on my part. Uh, let's head down to our Continental Tire pit lane reporter, Shea Adam. Good afternoon, Shea. And she's starting at the very top as far as the championship's concerned and as far as the personalities are concerned. Owen Trinkler uh, joins Shea Adam. They don't make them any better than Owen. And for Owen, you're coming back to WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca, a track you've had quite a bit of success at in the past. Coming here in a car where you get four new tires in a pit stop, how much is that going to help? Oh, that's going to be awesome to get four tires here and uh, start off with some good continental stickers at the beginning of the race. And we're just working on long runs. Hughes out there right now. We're just going to keep working on long runs like we did this morning and see what kind of speed we get with it tomorrow in qualifying. But we know we need to make the car last year. What kind of strategy is going to be needed to get a win here? Because that brilliant win at VIR came with a bit of luck and leaving you out in the rain. Yeah, that was just a good call by the guys. I mean, they made a great strategy call there, and I was giving them feedback on what was going on on the backside of the track, how dry it was over there. And then when we were rolling down pit road, they made that call that, hey, we're not going to range. We're going to top it off with fuel because the guys were going the slowest at that point, so that's why we topped it off with fuel. We had that gap with six laps to be able to put fuel in it, and that uh, that was our splash that we needed at the end. A lot of people, except for John and Jeremy, probably forgot about us. Uh, halfway through that race, they knew what we were doing. So it was just a great strategy call. And yeah, you got to have some luck at point sometimes, and it didn't rain again, and, and we just got luck. I mean, you sort of create your own luck at times too, and we just keep doing what, we're, what we've been doing. You're obviously thinking championship this weekend, not going for the overall win if you uh, get valuable points. 
I, we're not going to change anything we've been doing. We're going to keep going. I mean, if something happens during the race with everybody else, the guys will let you and I know, and they will adjust at that point. But we can't take that mindset. We're going to keep charging like we've been doing all year and be smart about it, put the car in good position, and take care of it early on in the race. That's what I've been trying to do, just find a gap and, and ride there till we make our pit stop. i got some great guys here at TGM, and they'll make a good stop and give Hugh the track position that he needs. But we'll base it how the race goes. We're not going to change anything that we've – started at Daytona we're going to keep charging like we've been doing all year well, hopefully the luck stays on your guys side good luck this weekend in the 46 thank you so much I thought that was a very good answer there Jeremy keep doing what we've been doing to get us in the in the position they lead the championship at the moment by 17 points in that 46 car uh, we're watching three categories of racing in the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge the STs led at the moment by uh, Maxwell Faulkner in the Number 21, Porsche. We've got uh, Matt Pombo behind him uh, in the 73 Mini. Last time we'll see those cars, it comes uh, it comes down to a two-class uh, two championship for 2019. The TCR category cars are taking over as the sole second category. Just the Audis here. We've got a gentleman who's just walked into the studio and might be able to tell us a bit of bit of news about potential additional cars in TCR. Brian Hurt has just joined us with a very pretty blue Hyundai N shirt on and N is the, is the performance part of Hyundai and we see them in rallying and in TCR as well. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, that is correct. I do like that colour. That is the uh, that is the racing colour virtually, isn't it, for, for Hyundai? You have to be very secure to wear this colour. <laughs> that, that works. <laughs> it, it, it works. Now, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough earlier in the season at the 24 hours of, of, de, of um, Silverstone to have seen the Hyundai TCR car, in, albeit in slightly endurance spec, uh, racing. Um, it had a pretty good debut. It's been racing in some of the Creventic series in Europe as well. And it has had a, a competition debut out here in the US as well. Well, yeah, I mean, congratulations. Brian's T won the, the manufacturers and teams yes. championship. It's been a great first season for, the, for that uh, new new team effectively you put together there, Brian. It, it has been. It's, been. it's been great. It's our first uh, sort of foray into this type of racing. We've never done you know any kind of saloon or gt or <coughs> tcr or any any anything like this and it's been a great learning experience for us and we're looking at it where can we expand our horizons so that's why we find ourselves in the paddock here this weekend at laguna seca looking around obviously uh we've been watching what's been happening in the tcr class here in this in this series and we think it's very interesting for us for next year uh we're working right now with hyundai in the development of an all-new TCR car for next year Ooh. so some exciting things coming and uh, a customer program mm -hmm. so there's a lot of exciting things we're working on and, and we're still here just on a fact-finding mission but uh, really like what we're seeing and, and, and we have to say you know nothing you've been around motorsport long enough to know that nothing in motorsport we can ever call cheap but TCR racing is actually very good value for what is let's not forget a factory OEM, original equipment manufacturer, factory designed and built car and supported car. It's a good way to go motor racing. It really is. Uh, it's, it's a homologated car. Uh, the, the TCR Championship uh, Series out of Italy uh, does all the performance balancing on the cars. They do testing with one driver, does all the testing on the cars or two drivers throughout the winter. They balance the cars. Uh, the cars are reliable. They're, uh, you know, you're right. There's no cheap in racing, uh, but we say we say bang for the buck, right? They've got great bang like for the it. buck, 
and and the class is growing as a result of that because uh, it's a great option for somebody who wants that level of performance uh, at maybe a little bit lower price point. Uh, and by the way, before you go on, let me just get, get something in here before it changes. The, to the top seven right now, we have number 39 Audi leading yes. the way, that's Jeff Westfall. Uh, number 19 BMW, Gregory Lee Fuja in second place. Number 46 Mercedes, Hugh Plum in third. Uh, Chad McCumbie in number eight Ford Mustang is in fourth position. The Porsche Cayman GT Ford car number 28 Dylan McAvern is in fifth position. Six is the McLaren car number 69 Corey Ferguson. Seventh the Aston Martin of Brandon Kidd. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Seven different manufacturers are at the top in the GS as we stand at the moment. But uh, Brian, I mean this Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge Series. I know you haven't had a chance to see many of the races with all your other commitments, but. Uh, it's uh, looking around the paddock. I'm sure you've done a little bit this morning after your flight got in. Finally, uh, it's uh, what you're impressed with what you see. I, I am, and frankly, you know, this is a paddock we want to be in. As a team, we want to continue to grow. Uh, we have aspirations towards even the GT and prototype ranks in the future. So uh, the format here in the Continental Tire Challenge uh, series is a little different than the series we've been racing in this year. Longer format races, driver changes, pit stops, some things that uh, we can add into sort of our bag of tricks that we haven't done yet that uh, will help us learn and grow. IMSA seem to be doing a lot of things right uh, at the moment. It's a good package. We have a couple of good headline series, the development single manufacturer series dovetail in, in nicely. Uh, new television partner for next year with uh, NBC Sports Network. Does, does that make things attractive to someone like yourself? And, and, and do you have to consider those type of things? You do. You do. And, and really what's going to drive it for us, because uh, this is a car that's going to be available for sale to anybody that wants to buy one and race one, uh, is where do the customers want to race? You know, where do, where do drivers want to go race and compete? And as a team, you know, our job is to try and as, make as many options as possible, but the market's going to decide. So the, the new Hyundai car, what, what, what can you tell us about the new Hyundai, <laughs> if <laughs> anything? He's been working he up to that from the moment you brought he it up. Br he brought it up, not me. I, 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 so what, what, what can you tell us about that? Well, what I can tell you is there is, a, there is an already announced Veloster N yeah. that is just launching here in the U.S. It's an exciting new car. Uh, it would be an ideal platform for TCR. It's very similar to the i30N car that we raced this year so we think it would be easily adaptable and and so that's essentially what we're looking at and that would be quite a step away from what we've seen in most tcr cars most of the manufacturers have gone for um the standard shape hatchback or sedan whereas that's a little bit more of a coupe it still has to have uh, four or five doors doesn't it and it can still only be two liter front wheel drive yeah, it fits all the it fits all the criteria. And actually, the drive components, suspension, driveline, engine, everything is identical to the car we're already racing this year. So, you know, it's it's a little bit different body, but the most important thing is it's a U.S. it's a U.S. car. It's a car that's sold here. It's a yes. car that people can buy and drive on the street as well. Yeah, and will be built where? Yes. Good. It will be built. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> You're a busy boy this season. You're trying to get me in trouble. No, I'm sorry. Uh, you're a busy boy this season, Brian. Do you two year, not Brian? know each other? It's <laughs> Jeremy Shaw, for goodness sake. I, I have suspicion that you've, you've known him for 
probably even longer than I have. Come on. I was just a wee lad, I think, when I met him. <laughs> yeah, he was the, the second ever TBSA scholarship winner, and that was years ago, wasn't it? So, yes, But yes. Uh, you, you are a busy guy this season, Brian, with, uh, you know, with uh, the, uh, the Andretti Autosport Association, of course, in the uh, Verizon IndyCar Series, plus your son Colton, who I saw uh, wandering around the paddock uh, earlier on, wearing his BMW shirt. Yeah, so he's he's been in the paddock all year. He's uh, he's a BMW junior, so that means he gets to go to all the races with the uh, Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan team, uh, BMW factory team. He's sits in the debriefs. He's watching. He's learning. Um, they're preparing him for possible future endurance racing options. Uh, and at the same time, he's he's going to do his first IndyCar race next weekend, just just up the road here at uh, Sonoma Raceway. So lots of exciting things going on. I'm as, having as a, a hard time figuring dad, out. I, I, I have a hard time figuring out when to sleep now. Yeah, well, yeah. yes. As hard. a racing dad, then uh, Colton going in and doing his first IndyCar race. Does that make you excited, scared, a mixture of both? What? Yes, all yeah. of the above. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all of the above. I said, uh, wa- watching him race, I've never found anything that I love and hate so much at the same time. Yeah, because it's, it's wonderful, and and I really am so proud of what he's doing and the way he's doing it. Um, but you know, it's, it's it's hard to be dad and worry. And when he was in Indy Lights, all I could do is watch. So I had nothing to do but worry. So I'm hoping now he'll be racing against me. Uh, I'll still be on Marco's timing stand, but I'll be busy. I'll be focused. I'll have my job. That's a good point. And I hope being busy will make it easier for me. Because <laughs> he, you know, he's out there having a great time, right? I'm I'm the one doing all the hard work, pacing and worrying all the time. <laughs> As, as Jeremy said, you don't get a lot of uh, of time off, um, but you you know you're building something for the future here with 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 Hyundai and and with the the, the team aspirations that you mentioned in other forms of racing. I hope so. I hope so. We've you know we've got a lot of ambition with Hyundai. They've they've been uh, this is our first year together. They've been a tremendous partner. Uh, I I expect that this relationship's going to grow. It's going to expand. We're going to do more racing. We'll probably race in multiple championships next year with them, and. You know, we're excited to see what the future may may bring, but um, you know, like I said, we're we're here with a serious eye on on being part of this paddock uh, as early as the Daytona race at the start of January. So, we're uh, time is short, season's ending, but the season's going to begin soon. It again. doesn't stop, does it anymore? Well, there's no the, off season. The, there's the Michelin Encore as well, isn't it? The yes. end of your season at Sebring in uh, in November, which I've only just learned about this yeah, weekend really. walking around. So now. Now we're trying. To, we, we're doing. We're doing uh, the California eight-hour race here. Yep. Uh, in at the end of October. Yep. So now we're looking at. Okay, can we make? Can we make the? Uh, the Michelin Encore. Michelin Encore, which which is a great opportunity for us as a new team to to get our feet wet in the paddock uh, with the championship, with the new Michelin tire. All really, really important things for us to be able to do uh, if we're going to come here and compete next year. The amount of quote-unquote out-of-season opportunities there are nowadays, both here in the States and worldwide. Um, We've got the the race here. We've got the Michelin Encore. The week after that, there's a 24-hour race at Cota. We go into December if you go and race in the Middle East. And then you're back at uh, Daytona for the Raw before you could potentially do Dubai and then come back to Daytona again. There is no off season anymore, Brian, is there? It's awesome, right? Why would you <laughs> want? Why would you want an off season? Why, Isn't that right? right? We all do this because we love it, and it, it's there's. Yeah, I get tired like everybody, um, but it it's great, you know. And I enjoy being at the track. It, it's fun, you know. It, it's my family now, right? Even just yeah, walking right. around here, there's so many people that I've yeah. 
worked with in the past in different forms or fashion. And, you know, I got to go see Marion and, and everybody up at Hospitality. I mean, it's, it's great for me just to be here and, and be part of all this. The IndyCar season actually is one of the shorter seasons in any form of, of motorsport now. So you have got a bit of room around the edges of that, haven't you? It, it's crazy to me because it, we do less testing than we used to. But it feels like we're on the road more than ever. So I, I don't know how it's exactly worked out, but uh, but it's good. I, I, far be it for me to complain about any of it because I really enjoy what we're doing. I mean, if I won the lottery tomorrow and never had to work another day in my life, I'd still show up at the track the next day because this is what I want to be doing. So I feel very fortunate to be able to keep doing it, and, and things are going great. So, um, you know, really happy right now. Uh, do you have any decisions on who's going to drive at the, uh, the eight hour yet, or is that still uh, a work in progress? I don't think we've announced that yet. Yeah. But uh, well, you I can give I us an exclusive no, no, no. if you want. I could no, get, I, you know what? I don't know that it's really a secret. I don't know that we're really going to make a big announcement. Uh, but it will be my my return to competitive driving mm -hmm. from a long time, from about 10 years. Uh, and the reason I'm doing it is because uh, I'm going to share a car with my son, Colton, ah. which, is, which is kind of a dream for me to be able to do that with him. And so we'll be we'll be together in a car here. And then Michael Lewis and Mark Wilkins, who drove yeah. to great effect for us this year, uh, will be together in a car. And we still have a open slot in each of the cars, which we're working working hard to fill. Jeremy, we Jeremy's good around yeah. here. It's <laughs> well, really I, good. I've been, Jeremy's a bronze, right? right. I've been yeah. told that I have to have a bronze in each car. So well, yeah. We share so the car, I'm, I'm car and IRP, didn't we? I'm, How yes. long ago was that? Yes, I'm shopping. Yes, it was. I'm it shopping. was. You're on the list. You're on the list. Thank you. That's uh, what we say, right? You're on the list. The, there's, there's, there's some good. <laughs> hang on a second. I was when we were talking about this at. Um, uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I would be bronze as well, but when you know Jeremy and I were talking about this at Daytona, and Martin Brundle gets into the conversation, and says, "Oh yeah, because of my age, next year I get downgraded to bronze." And yeah. Jeremy and I went, "Yeah, well, there's no I'm chance a, for yeah. us, is there?" If Martin you know, Brundle's I, a bronze, I did now. actually, I did actually uh, call Mario Andretti and ask him if he would drive with us. You did, he, did you? I absolutely did. Good man. I absolutely did, and I think he would have done it, but he's out of the country. So, uh, yeah, so now I don't know what to do. <laughs> when was, that, was that this week you called him? Uh, last, last week. Yeah, last brilliant. week. Because well ah. I just thought, you know, he just might do it because yeah. he still loves racing that much, and he's just fantastic. He would have done it. Shea Adam is telling me Bill Adam is now rated as a bronze, and he's still got a helmet and race suit. <laughs> well, now, now, my, you now, my, now, now my weekend's ruined because my phone will not stop yeah, ringing. No, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got more friends than you ever thought possible. Yes, it's, ever good, thought it's possible. a good thing, though. Um, question. Just, just very quickly, on, yep. let's just a quick update here. 24 minutes to go in the session, so uh, around about halfway through. Spencer Mabelli has gone to the top of the timing chart here in calendar 28. That's the RS1 Porsche Cayman one. 34.1, just fractionally quicker than uh, Tyler McQuarrie in the Audi car number 39, who's taken over from Jeff Westfall. Uh, Gregory Leofugia is still third in the BMW. Hugh Plum fourth in the Mercedes. Chad McCumbie fifth in the Ford car number eight. And then Corey Fergus rounding out the top six. Behind Corey Fergus is the Aston Martin of, of Rock, Rob Eklund Jr., which was, excuse me, excuse you, the time of Brandon Kidd uh, earlier on. And as we say all that, somebody jumps up into third place, and that's Jan Halen in the second of the RS1 Porsches, kind of 18 up to third place overall. Jan taking part in his first Intercontinental Tire Sports Car Challenge race since 2013. He did two that season and one the year before, or the other way around. He's only done three starts anyhow prior to this year. So 
It's a good effort by Jan Halen. So it's very, very tight. The top 14 cars covered by six tenths of a second. Uh, Brian Herter is in the IMSA Ritual booth, live from trackside here at Mazda Raceway. Oh, WeatherTech Raceway, Laguna Seca. <laughs> Ah, it's twenty dollars again. Have a good evening, aren't we? Yeah, aren't we? <laughs> absolutely. She keeps seeing ten push-ups when we get it, uh, no, get it wrong. No. But I, I'm quite, I'm much happier to put the ten dollars in, to be honest. Uh, this, uh, this is one of those classic circuits, Brian, that uh, drivers love, and the European drivers love it because they feel they can make a, a difference. You, you never take a place like this for granted, do you? No, it's it's. It's a fabulous circuit. It's got everything you want, right? It's got a, a great mix of high and low speed corners. It's got elevation. It's got a, you know, obviously the corkscrew is a signature corner that I, I've seem to have had some checkered history with in the past. <laughs> but I'll mention it so you don't have to. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> well done. Uh, but no, this is, it's a it's a great track, and obviously I've got a lot of lot of personal great memories here, and uh, you know, it, it's kind of as close. Other than Long Beach Grand Prix, this is. Yeah, I grew up in Southern California, but this is really closest permanent track that I raced on when I was kind of in my formative years coming up so you know really nice to come back up here and, uh, and it's a beautiful part of the country so it's it's, it's got a little bit of everything Absolutely. and IndyCars are coming here again next year yeah, which, is, which is great yeah. so Portland and here back on IndyCar schedule quarter as well quarter's been added yeah, as well yes and we just did Portland uh, you know we, we added Road America a year ago so some of the really uh, tracks that have great history with the IndyCar series, and they've been so well received. You yes, know, fans yeah. have come back out, and uh, it was amazing because we go to these older tracks, and the fans who remember and went to the races 15 years ago yeah. came back out, uh, but they don't have all the new gear yet, so they've yeah. got the old gear. So you, got, you see a lot I of really oh, Gilles Deferrin shirts, and <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's into a retro weekend. A lot of players' shirts last weekend. Yeah, a lot of players' shirts. You know, there's a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of fans out in this part of the country, and so really super excited to be coming back here. I was I was talking to a, a fan this morning, actually, who was at Portland last weekend. He's here camping this weekend. He'll be back here for Ren Sport in a couple of weeks' time, the big Porsche uh, celebration. And that's exactly what he said, Brian. You know, it, it's great to be able to go to see top-quality racing at these top-quality racing circuits. You can't take it for granted because... Uh, you know, there, there's not as many of them as there used to be, and there's fewer and fewer of them being built. So, yeah. you know, this is a real treasure, and, um, you know, it's it's a track that's endured the test of time. You know, it's so many different types of cars have raced here. There's so much history at this place, and, and that, that matters in racing. You know, th these places, you can build a new place, but it doesn't automatically show up with character and history. You know, and that's why going here, even, Great. you know, I used to love Sebring. You know, people complain about the bumps, but... I love, the, I, I love the fact that, you know, Jackie Stewart, Graham Hill, all these guys drove on those bumps yeah. too, right? Yeah. And they're still there. When yeah. you stand before the Sebring, the, 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 the uh, Mobile One Sebring 12, 12 hours in, Jan uh, in uh, March, when you stand on that concrete on the start-finish line, that's where Sir Sterling Moss was, Sir Jack Brabham was in the first US Grand Prix in the classic races in the past. And... You can't help. I think if you don't feel anything there, then you've got a swinging brick and not a heart. It, it, there agree. is something about that. It's like if, if you've ever been to Monza. If you stand on the start line at Monza and look down towards the first corner and just squint a little bit, you, it, it, could, it could all be back in black and white. I'm going to take a peek at the banking there. It's well, well no, exactly. exactly. Um, just having a quick look, Kenton Cook out now in the uh, number 12 TCR Audi. Uh, Brian Herter with Jeremy Shaw, me, John Hindorf in the booth, by the way. Uh, and uh, Kenton... 
carrying the uh, Artichoke is awesome sticker on the the back there, which is clearly worth uh, a good uh, two or three tenths of a second for the number 12 e Euro Parts uh, Roa Motor Oil Machine. Got uh, Stephen Simpson in the 54. That's the red, white, and blue Audi in second place. And Rodrigo Sales in the first of the Compass cars, the 74 is in third. And number, that number 12 Audi, that's got a half a second in hand over Stephen yep. Simpson. It stands the 13th overall on the charts, only half a second off the ultimate pace. It's it's really, really tight there in the, uh, the whole of the field all the way down. Uh, Sheer Adams been watching the guys at RS1 who have the best GS, GT4 time. Spencer Pompelli's just gone back out of the pitch here. What was the... Uh, was the general consensus there they brought him in they checked the tire pressures made slight adjustments to the front and rear and then waited for the tires to cool down a bit before sending spencer back out now they've just done almost the exact same thing with jan halen's number 18 the sister car so uh, clearly rs run feeling pretty good about racing at weathertech raceway laguna seca well done Shea. thank you uh, uh that was our continental tire pit report from uh, Shea Adam who'll be uh, enjoying the sunshine and the temperatures gradually rising. It's another Porsche at the top of ST with Jason Rabe in the 21 car ahead of the BMW up in the second and then the three minis line astern. We've not seen yet and here's a bit of detective work for Shea down there in the pit lane. The 76 McLaren, the 88 BMW and the 99 Aston that was quickest this morning. So we'll uh, try and get an update uh, from Shea on those. In fact, she has already got news on the 99 uh, automatic racing Aston. I did see that car being pushed back behind the wall about one lap into the session. So I don't think it even completed a lap before going back to Correct. the garage. But the 88 and what was the other one? The 76. I'll go yep. investigate those. Thank you, Shea. Hmm. New fastest on. time, by the way. Damien Faulkner has gone to the top in the Mercedes caliber. 33 with a 133.973 so he's the first car uh, that that is the first guy into the 33s in this session the fastest time this morning was that aston martin chris wilson in car number 99 at a 133.1 so significantly slower this afternoon a good bit warmer of course a bit warmer and well. a bit more dust on the track uh, i would yes. think at this time of day damien faulkner who has put himself on the market for 2000 and 19 he'll finish out the season with Winwood Racing the team he's been associated with and been such an important part of for the last couple of years but uh, time he said to move on gave us the scoop on midweek motorsport a couple of weeks ago I asked him the question why is it time he said I said why now and he just said it's time so Damien looking for gainful employment a silver driver silver rated driver for 2000 and 18. He's just brought that car into the pit lane. Tyler McQuarrie out in the Audi at the moment as well. So again, a nice uh, three different manufacturers in the top three of GS. Yeah, car Marcelli has moved up in the top six as well uh, in the last couple of minutes. That's the car number 60. That's the car that's won three races this season. Comes into this weekend second in the points, just, nine, uh, just 17 behind the leaders Hugh Plum and Owen Trinkler that's kind of a 46 which is currently seventh on the timing charts this afternoon well the season coming to a close for the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge and it is the last season of the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge our thanks to that partnership for the last few years really have activated well had a lot of fun with the team from Continental and 
And we used to talk about this in hushed tones, Jeremy, and say it was a bit of a, a little hidden gem in American racing. We can't say that now. IMSA and Continental have really pushed this series forward, full live coverage of every round of the season globally via IMSA.tv and then highlights a couple of weeks later on network television. And the racing has been outstanding. It has been brilliant right throughout the year. And I have a feeling that that's not over yet with the last two races still to go. Top two now in the pit lane. 15 minutes to go. Yeah, and the order of the top cars, Mercedes, Porsche, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Ari, uh, Ari Baylog, that was a time set earlier on by uh, Gregory Leofouge. BMW then in fifth position, and the Ford, Mercedes, Ford, McLaren, Aston, Ford, and another Ford rounding out the top dozen. So it is a good, really, really good variety in there, and all of those cars covered by less than six tenths of a second. Brian Herter is in the IMSA radio booth with Jeremy Shaw and me, John Hindhoff. It's Shea Adam, who's our Continental Tire Pit Lane reporter, of course. Brian just letting us know that he's getting back behind the wheel in the eight hours here later on. Is that the longest race you've ever done? Have you done 24s no, before? No, I've, do, I've done Le Mans, done Daytona, oh, and done Sebring. So it's been it's been a while. Uh, I, you know, it's been 10 years since I've really done any competitive driving so have you, have you driven the car lately not yet yeah, right. not yet we're gonna do i'm gonna have a bit of a test day and and then off we go so i'm actually nervous about it you know don't want to oh and, come on i am i am i don't want to i don't want to let anybody down i don't certainly yeah. don't want to let my kid down yeah uh you know he's going to be on me to be fast so uh you know i have to yeah. been working out been training so uh dropped a few pounds trying to get serious about you. it yeah so we'll see how it goes i, I hear that. Uh, I haven't had the good fortune to drive a, a, t a current TCR car, although I've raced a few front-wheel drive cars down through the years, which I still have to recalibrate my brain every time I jump out of rear-wheel drive into front-wheel drive, particularly when you drive as badly as I do, Brian, and it slides around a lot, remembering whether I'm lifting off, putting my foot down, steering in, steering with the skid, that sort of thing. But I hear that the TCR cars are a really, really nice platform and a good package. That's what everybody's been telling me that the car is just really nice to drive it's very balanced it doesn't have any of the sort of traditional ill characteristics that are associated with front wheel drive Correct. cars in the past so i'm looking forward to sampling it for myself uh, now have you guys in the competition that you've uh, that you've won this year have you been running the um the abs on the cars no Right, so, so we, don't, we don't run ABS. We don't have adjustable differential. Right. So there's some things that we don't have. Right. Because um, so anything over an hour, you're allowed to do that as per TCR regs, aren't you? Right. So right. that's so, interesting. But it, it's good because we're excited about the opportunity to learn some new things, right? Challenge ourselves in some different ways. Uh, and, and, yeah, that's what it's all about. Well, it, I mean, it was a very competitive uh, package, even in its early running uh, at Silverstone in um, April, I think it was, April or May this year, I remember it was called, uh, when the, the guys from Scandinavia brought the, uh, brought the Hyundai TCIs over to give the two cars a, a little bit of a shakedown. All, all over the world. I think yeah. there's 13 or 14 TCR championships around, around the country or around the world. And, you know, the Hyundais have been running very competitively in, in most of them uh, around the world. There's, you can find Hyundais racing and they're at or near the front. So, you know, very lucky 
to have come into that type of racing with a very strong package right out of the gate. That certainly eased our transition. Uh, and you, you were talking about the Veloster uh, potentially being the the base car for the 2019 TCR car and that car being available to customers. Part of that, of course, is building the infrastructure to support customers, and that's tremendously important in that type of racing. Well, that's that's right, and that's what we're working on right now is understanding you know, what, what the customer interest could be in a car like that. But the idea would be, as part of competing in the championship, we would be able to provide technical support, setups, uh, troubleshooting, but also carry spare parts, yes. which is a big deal for teams, so they don't have to carry their own, you know, they don't have to have $150,000 in spare parts. Inventory, dragging absolutely. Because you know, that's, that's a killer, that's dead money in a race team. Yes. So, you know, trying to create a system that really would support multiple Hyundais racing in the paddock and, 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 you know, hopefully have six or eight cars out there running next year. That'd be great to see. Uh, at the moment, I mean, we've had a couple of golfs in this championship uh, to challenge the Audis, but it's all been... Uh, VAG product at the moment. I think there's something like 13 different manufacturers that could be here uh, in the US. There's a few more worldwide as well, but who aren't uh, currently selling cars in the States. People like uh, Seat, of course, but Honda uh, have a car that could be here. Hyundai, Kia, um, a couple of, there's a Ford, uh, Ford Focus as well, actually, that runs in, in Europe, a Focus ST that could be over here as well. And Jeremy, you don't need that many more in this TCR class. We've had some great racing. Another, what, four, half a dozen cars yeah, next quite. year? Yeah, We've had uh, grids of between five and ten. I think there's seven this weekend here. Uh, we're expecting uh, probably a couple more for the finale at Road Atlanta. Um, so, you know, if, if we get ten, that would be great. And, you know, there's certainly a possibility of, of quite a few more cars next season. Uh, there's... Uh, there's Several organizations are looking to come in, in here and join in the fund for 2019. The, uh, the Golf GTI looked absolutely phenomenal on the high banks of Daytona. It, it, it takes you a little while to get used to seeing a car of that shape on the high banks, but you look at the lap times, but particularly through the twisty bits, they're really competitive. They're, they're as quick as a GT4 they're, car. They're seriously quick. Yeah, they're, they're very comparable to a GT4 car. Uh, and I think compared to the sort of more boxy-looking TC cars of the past, right? It's yeah. a proper race car. Yeah. It's got some. It's got some flared fenders. It's got a wing. It's got a spoiler. It looks really good. Well, I wish you all the best with that, Brian. And good luck in the endurance race here in what's well, a couple of months' time. That isn't it. That's is that late October here? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right before Halloween. I, I want to thank I think you guys for. It's my birthday uh, weekend, I think, that. Oh, well, happy birthday in advance. <laughs> well, th thank you guys so much for having me in, and it's always a pleasure. Uh, always great having you. Still playing guitar? Playing, playing guitar? I, no, I never play guitar. I sang. And then, That's what I remember. Yeah, no, I'm kind of retired from that, too. But I'm coming back on the driving, so Who you knows? never know. Never too old to pick up a never microphone, know. Brian. There you go. Always a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Brian. Brian Hurt are joining us uh, here. We've got about 10 minutes left to go in this session. Hopefully see him uh, here next season as well. Let's nip down to uh, Shea Adam for an update from the pit lane. Any news on those cars that we haven't seen, Shea? I just got the news on both of the cars. Uh, well, the, both of the cars, not the 99. So the 76, the McLaren in question from Compass Racing, that looked so good this morning. When they fired it up, they saw something on the telemetry that they didn't like. So they were doing some further investigation. 
The car has still not come back out onto the racing surface, but as Nico Ronde said, if something goes wrong, better today than tomorrow, where at least they have time to change an engine or a wiring loom or whatever it might be. But he said that they did not like what the computer told them when they first fired up the car to come out for the practice session. So that's right. the Compass car. The 88, the Stephen Cameron Racing BMW, that is a sadder story. Uh, there was a family drama for one of their drivers. He had to leave the track. They're not sure if he's going to be able to come back before the race tomorrow. So that car might have to be withdrawn. So all of our thoughts are with Henry Schmidt and his family. Okay, thank you, Shea. That's uh, awful news there on so many different levels. And of course, we pass on our best wishes to Henry Schmidt and the family. Six minutes to go. Great to see you here, Brian Hurtler again. And uh, very positive news uh, on that uh, Hyundai TCR program. Yeah, very much so. That is exciting. And uh, I think that's uh, that just says, speaks volumes for, for you know, what the good work that this series is doing. Uh, to have a you know, new manufacturer, a, a very accomplished team, former Indy 500 car winning owner, uh, joining the fray for 2019. I mean, it's not, it's, as you said, then, it certainly isn't a done deal, but they're certainly looking seriously at a future here in this, in this, in this championship for next season. Still has the, still has the passion. You could see him when yeah, he was talking yeah, about yeah. that. There's a little glint in the yeah, eye, wasn't there? Very much so. That's going to be, I tell you what, Jeremy, that's going to be a competitive car around here. Uh, I've seen those cars in some of the 24-hour series races, as I mentioned. And round here, with the kind of mid-corner speeds that you require, that's going to be GT4 pace round here. And with Colton and Brian driving together, very, very competitive car, that. It's going to be uh, fun to watch too, and for him to drive alongside Colton, uh, I know he's going to be excited about that. Genuine, you could see as well. He oh, was generally yeah. concerned about. Yeah. I, know, I want to get this done. I want to get yeah. it done right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he's used to you know, to racing and competing you know, both as a as a driver and as a as a team owner at the top level. So mm. yeah, he knows what it takes, and he knows that you know, he's been out of the cockpit a long time now, and it's not you know it's not. It's not just a question of hopping back in and everything comes back to you right away. You do have to work at it. And you know, he's working on his fitness side of things to make sure he's in shape enough to drive it. Because you know, these cars are physical to drive. And uh, you know, he keeps himself you know, busy and, and, and certainly he isn't, uh, isn't unfit. But, uh, but by, by, by the same token, you know, to, be, to be race fit is, is a different thing altogether. It'll come back to him quickly. I am sure, but... Has he ever raced a front-wheel drive car before? Yeah, well, we, he and I raced an Eagle Talon, actually, at the uh, Indianapolis right. Raceway Park that, many years ago. I remember telling that, that story, yes. Car, uh, so, uh, They've come that, on that a bit was a while ago. Then. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, that was... <laughs> remember that again? That would have been... What like he said there. Or five, 25 really? years ago. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Um, and how old's Colton? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's only 19. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the point that he said that the current crop of TCR cars uh, don't have the the sort of traditional vices that front-wheel yeah. drive cars had in the past. Um, yeah, you know, torque I, steer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, also those TCR cars have quite a lot of downforce. Mm. So they are really quick through the centre of the corners. Yeah. And you don't get a lot of lock-up even on the cars that don't have ABS. You've got to be a bit of a rock ape to to get the wheels to, to lock up on them. I think Brian will go well in it, and, yeah. and I think that'll be a car to watch 
in yeah, the race. Yeah, maybe a full-time comeback. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> yes. Improvement last time around for Kyle Marcelli in the Ford number six zero. With the fastest first sector of anybody, the car's best third sector, add it all together, 133.9. And the top three now, Jeremy, talking about how competitive it was, it has been this season. Top three separated within half a tenth of a second. Yeah. No, half a second, half a tenth of a second. You want to go to half a second, you go down to ninth position. Yeah, or six tenths is twelfth position. I mean, it's ridiculously tight right now, it really is. And uh, yeah, they're not going as quick as they were this morning, but uh, that lap there of, of, of uh, Patrick Gallagher to, get to go to the top, it's, uh, you know, it's, once again, look, it's, it's Ford, Mercedes, Ford now, Porsche, Audi, Porsche, BMW, Mercedes, McLaren, Aston Martin in the top 10. So uh, nothing to choose between any of them. But, you know, they aren't going as quick as they were this morning. Uh, that uh, is certainly interesting that it's that much slower. But, mm. you know, this is a racetrack that, it's very dependent upon on track conditions, ambient conditions in general. Uh, temperature is a factor here because it, is, it doesn't have a lot of grip, this racetrack. And, uh, and with so many cars on the racetrack, and particularly going off the racetrack and dragging dirt back onto it, it, it does make the track even more slippery. Coming into the closing moments then of the second free practice session for the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Lots of uh, excitement coming in on at IMSA Radio on Twitter about the potential of a Hyundai TCR car and Brian Herter next year. Just having a look at the moment. It's not got uh, too excited. But some interesting news about the potential for a Veloster TCR car. Patrick Gallagher comes into the pit lane in the number eight Ford which is still the fastest time 133.929 133.973 Russell Ward out now that was Damien Fulton this time and at the time that was the quickest time great way for Damien to put himself in the shop window and Kyle Marcelli third now with a 33.9 so three cars on 33.9 and then we go to a 34.1 whether another three cars the 28 Porsche the 39 Audi the 18 Porsche and then 34.2 has a couple of cars I mean as we said just ridiculous brilliantly ridiculous uh, you know please note not registering any kind of complaint whatsoever from the IMSA radio booth here and once again doffing our respective caps to IMSA technical Jeff Carter and the guys doing a cracking job. Yeah, Mr. Jeff Mishtoe and uh, and uh, you know, along with uh, you know, the whole organisation there. I mean, they really switched on people. They uh, they take it very very seriously. They've got a big a big raft of people there who are uh, who are eating and breathing this data and making sure that the cars are as closely matched as they possibly can be. And, Nothing's ever going to be perfect, but I tell you what, it's uh, it's pretty darn good at the moment, I think. Checkered flag is out then on the session. This car's beginning to take it. 
Patrick Gallagher's already, already onto pit lane. It's he who went fastest just a couple of laps ago with that 133.929. And number eight, number eight Multimatic Motorsports Ford Mustang GT4. Patrick Gallagher, the, last, the winner of last year's battery tender MX5 Global Cup. And with that, and uh, was that two years ago? That was, t was that two years ago? Was it last yes. year? That's uh, but but g gaining the scholarship to move on up into the into the, into this program this season with mod space on that car with uh, sharing it with Chad McCumbie. Yeah, it's been a, a good run. Russell Waldo, uh, along with Damien Faulkner, in second place in this session. That's number thirty-three, Windward Racing HTP Motorsport Mercedes, and the second of the Fords, Carl Marcelli. Kind of a 60 for Roush Performance Core Motorsports. And the, uh, well, the, the two RS1 Porsche Cayman GT4 cars, kind of a 28 in fourth position. Spencer Papelli set the time, Dylan McAvern driving it right now. The number 18 car with Kevin O'Keefe at the mo wheel at the moment, but it's Jan Halen that set that time. He's in sixth place. And sandwiched between them, the lone Audi R8. LMS GT4, that's Tyler McQuarrie and it was Jeff, Jeff Westfall, both of those two from California of course, so a lot of support this weekend for that Carbon Motorsports entry and that team has big plans for next season as well, they, are, they would like and, and certainly planning to run two cars in this championship in 2019 Should be great Absolutely fabulous so check flag out, no changes to the top of the TCR times. Let me just quickly check the uh, ST category where Max Faulkner mm. still has the best time. That Porsche not headed throughout the whole of the session. That was a car that won last time out at VIR, their first win of the season. So backing that up with a good run this afternoon. Uh, and we'll end off the session with a chat down in the pit lane, our kind of little tie pit lane reporter, Shea Adam. And who have you got for our entertainment uh, and information? Chad McCombie, it might just be practice, but it's still nice to see that number eight Ford Mustang at the top of the charts. You guys feeling like this is a good position to go into qualifying in the race tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, certainly uh, certainly made gains on our mod space Ford uh, between practice one and practice two. We, we, we did a lot of old tire work and tried to get this thing where it would uh, keep the tires on it and and, and have something to fight with at the end and uh, made a lot of gains right there at the start of that practice on uh, on some used tires and then stickered pad up and uh, the, the speed was uh, was relative when we when we put the tires on it so uh, really happy with the gains uh, still keep working on it still can make it a little bit better uh, I feel like it'll certainly be a fight and a uh, somewhat of a tire management race uh, for us so um, see how it goes really uh, really happy where we ended up well, you may not be driving a Mazda anymore, and it may not be called Mazda Racetrack anymore, but you're still fast, so at least that's consistent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Patrick and I both have had a lot of success here, and uh, it would be nice to continue that uh, this year. Good luck. Thank you. Good to hear his voice. Uh, always good value in and out of the car. So that's the second and final full-length practice for the IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge competitors, uh, Jeremy. They're out for a short session for the uh, before they're qualifying. Uh, and then racing, of course, on Saturday. We'll have that live in 
sound and vision. Good run. Ford, Mercedes, Ford, Porsche, Audi, Porsche, BMW, and the championship leaders in that session down in eighth. But Owen Trinkler telling us right at the beginning of that session that they were doing long runs and setting up for the race. They've got to stay out of trouble here and pick up some points. That's what they've got to be thinking of with that 17-point lead. Uh, it needs to be at least that as they leave here. Yeah, I think just a handful of cars or so maybe putting on fresh tyres towards the end there. So most of the time set very early in the session. But uh, those that did put on tyres later on, Patrick Gallagher certainly amongst them, uh, Carl Marcelli, and um, they are the, the guys that find themselves up toward the front there. But I think it's it bodes well, this practice session, for what should be a really exciting race tomorrow. You know, as, as Chad was talking about, the, 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 the Ford is... Uh, the, the the heaviest car out there, one of the heaviest cars out there, significantly weighs significantly more than many of the other cars. So for them, tyre conservation particularly important. It's Jeremy Shaw, Shea Adam was our Continental Tire Pit Lane reporter. Brian Herter, our special guest uh, in the free practice session two for IMSA Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Uh, we'll have the third and final practice session plus qualifying for Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca and the whole race live in sound and vision, whether you're here in the US or, or further afield. That comes up on Saturday and our con coverage continues throughout the weekends here on RS2. That's the home of IMSA Radio. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.